Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, part two, episode 937 of Coach Unplugged, part two with Coach Strickland. Um, very excited. I, I know I, I got I got a couple emails on yesterday's. It's so, it's so great. Um, but before we jump into that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine on the market. Mention Coach Unplugged and they will give you $350 off. The Plus, the Rebel, and the CT. Not the home, but the, all the other ones. And then also go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. If you want to win more games in less time, it is the place you want to be. It's got a little bit of everything. It's got a community. Let me help you. And my 30-plus experience, 30 years experience of coaching and winning at the national level um, help you win more basketball games and have fun doing it. So come on over and join it. You, you will not be disappointed. It's the only place you can get 14-day free trial. That's how much we believe in it. So come over and check it out, and let's head off to the podcast. There's lots of factors. you got to be a little lucky to win it. Like, you got to be good. Well, the last three years, the last <laughs> three years, we've, yeah, we've, gotten, we've gotten beat in the last 30 seconds. We right. got beat the buzzer. And then we were 29 and 0 into the playoffs when it was count when COVID hit. COVID hit. And and with a little bit of luck, not even a lot of luck, with a little bit of luck, we would have won the last three in a row. But right. But it was getting there. It's the sustained, it's it's getting there that means the most to, the most to me. I, I do too. I I believe that. Uh, what would you tell a young coach? So a young coach knocks on your door and says, hey, I want to get into coaching. What would you tell them? Sit them down and they're sitting across from you in, in your office. What would you tell them? Um, yeah, I think that um, – and it's a good question because I have a young coach who, 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 I, who calls me, who I talk to probably once a week or whatever. Okay on that. And I think that, um, well, the, thank you for doing that. First of all, cause all the mentors that coaches can find in the world is a great thing to be honest with you. So I, I thank you for doing that. More coaches, more coaches put these walls up and it drives me bonkers. It's like, there's no secrets in this thing, guys. Um, no, well, I'm being selfish because again, it, it, it's one of those things where it's, you know, that, that he does some things, he, he, his age, he, he is young. And so his age, there's some things as far as communication with players and, and social media and some of those things that, that, you know, that he knows a lot more than I do. So then the old, then the porch dogs, I call us porch dogs for the old dogs laying on the porch, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I wish I could do it that I'm totally just doing it to help him. But part of it is he's helping me, you know, he's helping me see things from a different, you know, from a different perspective. So what I tell, one of the things I tell a young coach is over communicate, over communicate, like especially at the high school level, over communicate yeah. to the parents, over communicate to the players, over communicate to your staff, over communicate. Don't under communicate, over communicate, because that will take care of 90% of your problems. 
because usually people get frustrated when they don't know what's going on. You know, you, our country is a prime example of it. Like, when can I get my right. vaccine? People get frustrated when they don't know. If I know I'm like, okay, you are not here. Okay, cool. I think. But see, I don't know if you found, but for me, especially that it's that is it's it's harder and harder now because because of text messaging and Twitter and Instagram and those things. It's, you know, before I could have a conversation with, with incoming players once a week and, and I would get to know them, you know, really, really well. And, and now sometimes it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit harder. There's, there's a story. I don't know if you, I hope you don't mind me telling it, but several years ago, my daughter was in seventh grade and we were driving, we were driving to a, um, to a, a game someplace, watch a high school game. And I got a text from a, a girl that I was recruiting. And, uh, and I didn't want to text and drive. So I handed the phone to Taylor and she, you know, read it. And I told, well, hey, tell her this. So she was on my phone and she answered. I've done that with my son more than once. Here you go. Respond this way. I know. I love that. Yeah. Well, I looked over 30 seconds later and she's texting again. And then 30 seconds later, she's texting again on my phone. And I'm, what are you doing? Well, well, this girl has a lot of questions. So I just, I know the answers. So I'm just answering them. So I didn't even know what the questions were. And so, and so, and then I got thinking some of those were pretty good questions. And, and I'm not wasn't even sure that it was the girl asking them. So here's the recruiting process. And it's very highly likely that the recruiting process was a seventh grader and a 40 year old man were talking back and forth, trying to decide right. a girl's future when I wasn't involved and the girl herself wasn't involved. And so, Isn't it funny how I, I tell people, this is the analogy I use with my team sometimes. They go, you know, you, there used to be a telegraph and you'd punch out the Morris code and then the phone came around and people thought the phone was the best thing ever that you could literally talk to someone. We're going backwards we're going back yeah. to the telegraph because there's something different you know we're not in the same we're we're opposite sides of the country right now we're talking at least we can see each other and we're talking if we were doing this via email or text it would be totally different it's this it's such a different connection i think um with the and would take 10 times longer i mean because yeah. you talk about over communicate to over communicate and if you have to do it all by text or or dm stuff like that it it take you it take you an hour to have a, a 10 minute conversation. I know, I know. And that's gotta be hard. That's gotta be hard for the for the recruiting part. Um, what's your so let's say you could only do one offense and one defense for the rest of your career, what would you do? Only uh, one. Yeah, I would I think that I would um I would uh I would I would run a, a I'd run you know, we call it five out, but Jerry Tarkanian called it regular passing game. Right. Um, and Bobby Knight called it motion in some respects. Because, yeah. because I can do it because, because I can do everything out of that. I can, I can post up out of that. I can, you know, I can get jump shots out of that. I can clear out a side. I think that gives me the most versatility that one offense. Okay. Uh, and so I think that, and, and we wouldn't run it the same way every year, you know, but we would run that same, and that's kind of what we're doing that. And we'd run that same, you know, that same, that same offense. And, um, 
And, and I think that, um, you know, I would like to say, I would like to say that, that, um, uh, that I would play, that I would play, um, you know, man to man, but I'm not sure if that's, I'm not sure if that's exactly, I'm not sure if that's. I know. Exactly. I, I, I've always thought that I've, I asked this question a lot and then I've always thought about it. I think you probably would do man and then do some tweaks out of the man. Cause I don't think zone gives you as many options. Um, well, but for us, so there's, there's probably, I don't know. There's, there's gotta be like 3000 man to man offenses. And that's true. And there's not as many zone offenses. There's a handful maybe of zone offenses. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, we can, you know, we can, you know, we can set up in a zone and, 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 and rotate into man on the, on the third pass, or if the ball's on the right side, or as soon as, I mean, there's a lot of things that we can adjust, um, you know, that we can adjust out of the, you know, out of the zone. And it goes back to being a little bit, you know, a little bit different. Right. Than... No, I think that's true. So here's an, here's a, here's an XO question for you. Your end of the game, five seconds left. The opposing team has the ball. You're up three. Do you foul or not? Uh, we, we don't foul. Okay. And why? We don't. Well, and again, because, because, um, so the math says foul. That's the only reason I ask every coach this. The math says foul. I don't. I haven't either. So I'm not. I'm not judging at all. It's really. I. I but I think I've done enough over the year that I've been in quarantine that the math basically says you you should foul at that point. Yeah. I just for us. I. I think that. Um, uh, it comes down to. It comes down to. You know. It comes down to you know, to, yeah, it comes down to rebounding. Are we going to screen out? Are we going to rebound? Are we going to, are we going to foul on the lane line? Good and, the, and, the, and the issue is how to foul though. This is the problem. Like when I, when I tell coaches them, cause Brad Stevens did a really interesting article when he was at DePaul about it. And it, the math basically, there's about three things that have to come right for them to beat you. If you follow them, there's only has one thing has to come in to send it into overtime. Right. Cause they got to hit a three and how many times, right. You know, so there's a lot, you know, you got to follow, they got to make the free throws, they got to get the rebound, they got to put it back in, blah, blah, blah. But the issue is, and this is the issue I've had as a high school coach, <laughs> is I'm, I'm worried that my guys are going to go tackle them. And it's going to be an intent, you know, you have to practice how to follow if you're going to go that road, I think. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and for us, it's, you know, for us, it's, it's, um, You know, depending on where you are in there, it's 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 two free throws. It's it's two free throws, so it's not one and one. You know, you can, um, you know, I don't know about everybody else. We we every day game days we work on on how to miss a free throw, the right way to miss a free throw. Uh, you know, in, intentionally. Um, I don't know. That's why I said I think that I think that. Um, we spend so much time uh, not trying to get them not to foul that all of a sudden to say, okay, now we have to foul. And now if you get, if you get something in the end of the game where, you know, you have somebody, you have a kid in there who hasn't played as much for whatever reason, 
who's in there at the end of the game, who hasn't worked on all those as many game situations. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that, I think the, um, the best shooters, you know, the ones that we, you know, you, they're going to shoot, you know, 40%. Um, you know, I think that uh, I'm looking at those, I'm looking at those, you know, in a pressure situation, I think that in those situations are, it's going to be hard. I know. It's I know. Gonna be... I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to it. I just think. Um, so let's talk about your school a little bit. So tell me about the school. Go in greater detail about your school. And so people that are well, listening, we're in a, coaches that are listening, we're in a, we might have players. Yeah, we're in a, we're in a, in a relatively small town. There's, there's 22, there's 22,000 people in the, uh, you know, in the town, the, uh, um, the closest college to us is University of Oregon, which is about an, which is about an hour away. Um, people here, this is this is big time. We are we are front page of the sports page. Or our girls are interviewed on the radio. Little girls want our players' autographs. Right. Um, you know we ha- we get great community support. Great, you know, great crowds. Um, you know if 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 you don't play well and you go to the store the next day, somebody's going to stop you that you have no idea who it is and, <laughs> and ask, you know, what the heck happened, um, you know, and those kind of things. So uh, I think a, a lot of people in the, um, you know, a lot of players possibly haven't, you know, haven't heard of us, but, but four year coaches have heard of us. Okay. Washington and Washington state and Oregon and Oregon state and Louisville and, Say, I mean, every every major school on the West Coast has been, you know, has been in our gym, and right. uh, and I just think it's a it's a chance to play big time basketball in a small town, in a small town atmosphere, and uh, and you get a chance to be a big fish, and and uh, and at the same time, you get a chance to get better, and to, you know, we tell people you can go on not necessarily bigger and better, you can go to bigger. But I don't. I, I really don't know that you're going to find too many places better. Than, and how does how does it work when you transfer? Does the credits in your school go with you? How does that work? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've had we've had um, you know there have been there have been two there have been two players who have who have who have been community college transfers to play in the Ivy League. Okay. Both of both of them have come from Umqua Community College. So we know if, if, the, if the credits transfer here to Cornell, right. you know, we've had players go to Cal Berkeley, right. we've had players, you know, if, if they'll play, if they'll transfer to those places, they will transfer, you know, anywhere you need them to go. Or anywhere in the country. And, right. uh, and, and so, and it's the same, you know, it's the same classes. You know, if you're a freshman at, you know, if you're a freshman at, at I don't know some UCLA you're taking math and writing in a history class and some type of speech and social studies right and you might be in a class and you might be in a class with a thousand people in there you know here you're taking the exact same classes you know you're in a class with 20 people and 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 your instructor is going to be at at you know every home game and is going to say something, you know, I just think there's some, there's some benefits. A lot of kids benefit from being in a smaller situation with more individual attention. And, uh, and like I said, the, the credits, the credits transfer anywhere, anywhere in the country. 
everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please subscribe, like, jump up and down. Tell us how, how great we are with uh, Basketball Coach Unplugged, uh, wherever you listen to them, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast, Castify. There's all sorts of them. Anchor. Um, anyway, uh, we would love those. We read every one of those. Um, also, go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. I'm challenging you right now. I, I would first of all challenge you. There's not another membership site like ours where, you know, you you can ask my members. You call, you email. I will. I respond like that because this is my this is my thing. I lo- I love doing this. Um, also, go over and check out our other podcast, uh, High School Hoops with Jake and I. Once a week and teacher side gig. So especially for those teachers out there that are looking, you can hear other teachers that are doing similar things and uh, keeping the <laughs> keeping the lights on in their in their houses. So let's head back to the podcast. Well, and I say don't get caught. I tell my guys all the time, don't get caught up on the number two. Just find the right fit. Sometimes this is the right fit, and then you know maybe a D two school is better than a D one school for you. Who knows? I mean. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, if, if you get a chance to keep playing, I mean, would you rather, I mean, what if it comes down to, you know, and, and we talk every once in a while, you talk to somebody and say, oh yeah, well now nah, if I, if I, if I'm not going big, I'm just not going to play. Yeah. I, you know, that's why I said I'm playing pickup games in my thirties. I mean, the guy, if you like to play, you like to play. And, um, and I never, and I never really could, you know, I never really could, you know, figure that, uh, you know, figure that out, but, but absolutely try to find the right fit. Okay. Perfect. Um, all right. So let's do rapid fire next. Uh, what's your favorite brand of basketball, the ball you actually play with? Yeah, we, we use Bodden and we've used it for 25 years. I don't really, I don't know. I don't know any, I don't know any different. You don't know any different. <laughs> you don't care. One word to describe your ideal player. Aggressive. Okay. Uh, one, uh, one sporting event. You go to one sporting event in the world. What would you go to, and why? Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I, w- I would. I would go to the Olympics, um, and I'd, to be surrounded by, and just to be in that atmosphere of to be surrounded by greatness, to be surrounded by people who've who've done whatever they could for four years to be in that one. Well, and particular- most of them are doing it for love of the game. Like they're right. not. They're, they're not NBA guys. Most of them. Oh, uh, right. what? You know anything about like track athletes? Most of them can, you know, they make more working at a convenience store than they do doing that. Um, right. What's your favorite pregame meal? Uh, you know the last, and I don't know how it got, and I don't know how it got started, but the last, the last few years, we've um, uh, our team again, our leading rebounder at decides, but the last few years, we've always we've eaten sandwiches before. We eat, they we eat sandwiches before the game, and we eat good after the game. And my, my, the first 10 years when I was coaching, we ate really good pregame, you know, and, and then we would stop and have sandwiches on the way home. But lately it's, you know, lately it's, uh, you know, it's kind of flipped. So that right makes now, more sense from an athlete standpoint for me, I'd rather eat light early. My coach always told me it's better to be a little hungry than the full. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> these are some yeah. of these for that. And, and so that's what, so that's what we've done the last, that's what we've done the last few years. I don't know where I'm a creature of habit. Anything that's worked, it's it's really hard for me to to, to, to change. change it. What's one thing you do to relax? Yeah, I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I can. Uh, um, that's the one thing about COVID and stuff is 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 my wife and I have walked a lot more here the last nine months where I where I've been able to get outside and 
you know, and I, and normally we, it would probably, it'd probably be the camp. It'd probably be spring and summer, like the camp away from phones, away from right you know, internet and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and I love the, I love the coast, the beach growing up in Huntington beach. I would, I would, if, you know, I would love to go spend a week just sitting in the stand and doing nothing. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, do you have any superstitions? Yeah, I don't, uh, I won't, um, yeah, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't get my hair cut on the day of a game. We, we lost, I don't know, 25 years ago on that. And have never, <laughs> never, you know, and that has never, uh, has never happened. I think that's the closest. I think that is the, uh, you know, the closest one. Okay. Um, uh, d- describe your perfect player in five or less words. This is yeah. always, a, always a hard one for people. Yeah, but it's, 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 um, uh, aggressive, motivated, workaholic, coachable, loyal. Okay. Those are all really good. Best basketball player you have seen in person. Yeah. I live in Southern California. I got to, I got to see a lot of, uh, I got to see a lot of Lake, a lot of people in, in, uh, in person. Um, Hey, one of my, one of my favorite players. I went to. I went to high school. I went to high school with Mark Eaton, that went on played. That went oh, on. I know Mark Eaton, and, Utah. Yeah, yeah, played, yeah. And played with the played with the Jazz, and uh, and 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 he went from, you know, it's kind of a rags to riches kind of story, and got overlooked, and wasn't great in high school, and really worked hard and developed, and and all that kind of stuff. And so I always kind of probably appreciated him, and his journey probably. Oh, yeah. As, as much as anybody who's the best basketball player of all time yeah I, i'm a i'm a uh i'm a jordan fan at least in my lifetime and i don't know and if, and if i had and for me um you know for me wilt chamberlain might be a might be a close i, I, I put russell up there most people don't even talk and, about russell he won four state titles in high school won two of the three years in college and then won 10 in the nba the guy was a winner yeah he's by far the best winner i mean yeah. by by far i mean and, and no, he's never and didn't do it by, yeah. and didn't do it by scoring. I mean, leadership and and defense and kind of sacrificing his, you know, his glory for that. Uh, if you could only teach teach one skill, what would it be? Yeah, shooting. Okay, shot clock, yes or no? What's that? Shot clock, yes or no? Yes, absolutely. Uh, if you could change one thing about basketball, what would you change? Yeah, that's that's it, that's yeah, that's a great question. That's that's uh that's a great question i i don't know i might think of five as soon as we quit yeah that's okay okay i, I want to get rid of the jump ball i think it's silly at the high school level like there's one jump ball i, I we still do alternating possessions but why they, they can't they don't the high school officials can't throw the ball up very well yeah it's yeah like, I, and i agree with that or go back to or or do everything or do it like every and, and, yeah. and jump every, every, right. uh, but it's like, it's just still, it's just silly because it's like, just give the visiting team the ball. Let's go. Like, I don't know. It just seems, that seems like a, well, the women game. and the women's game. And this is the one thing I think the women's game has is right now, at least in colleges, you know, is ahead of the men's is ahead of the men's game. You know, as far as in that last minute, we can advance the ball. I know. And, and, and we're, you know, we're, we've gone to quarters you know, that changes away, changes your playing rotation, changes the way you sub, 
Um, we can advance the ball at the end of the game. All, all of those, I think, are really positive. I think they are, too. Are positive are changes. I think I, we went to halves in Wisconsin three or four years ago, and the only good thing about it at the high school level, it does force me to play more kids. So the game's longer. It's eight, two 18-minute halves. So I got to rest kids. No one can play 36 minutes hard. Like, right. So I got to rest them. It forces me to play more kids, which I think is good at the high school level. Let's let's play more kids if we can. Um, but I miss the time. I miss the quarter timeout. I definitely miss the quarter timeout where I can make adjustments and coach. Um, right, and we can, and and I like it the idea because you can, you know, because you can, you can you can sub a kid out with a minute to go in the quarter, and they get that minute, and then they get the it, the time in between. And so you can get them, you can get them a rest if it's your go-to player. Right. You set out a ton of, you know, a ton of, uh, I know what's, uh, you have a favorite quarter saying. Yeah, we, we, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not a, is not an act, but a habit. I like that. Um, and and that's why I go back to like in gene, I sustain success. You know, can we, can you do it repeatedly? You know, can you, you know, and, and, you know, and can you try to be your very best at, at whatever you're doing, whether it's coaching or school or podcasts or, or things like that. Uh, best coach of all time. Yeah. I, th- I think Jerry Tarkanian's up there at the top. He hasn't gotten a vote before. Why Jerry? Well, because he's, because he, because he, he changed, you know, he was, you know, when he was at, when he was at Long Beach state and, and was really, really good, they played a, you know, they played a one, two, two zone and, you know, and didn't pressure the ball a whole lot and worked really hard. And, you know, he won at UNLV, you know, playing pressure, pressure man to man. Right. Uh, I think he's taken kids that, you know, he, he, he took kids that other people gave up on that, that he got something that he found and got something, you know, out of them. I don't think that he necessarily, um, you know, always had the best players, but his players loved him and they played hard for him. Um, you know, and I just think that, uh, um, you know, I just think that he made the, you know, that he made the, the, the best out of his situation and he didn't really care. People, you know, liked him, didn't like him, any of that stuff. He did it. He kind of did it his way. I like that. Um, one book you'd recommend. Um, there's a there's a book called um, The Man Watching by Tim Crothers and it is it's a it's a biography about Anson Dorrance who's the women's soccer coach at University of North Carolina. And unbelievable coach, unbelievable coach. I I don't know if I've heard the book but yeah. Yeah, he they won 25 20 anyway, he talks about not only his coaching journey but it relates because he talks about being being competitive, how to foster kids being competitive and especially, you know, and especially women on, on how you can, um, how you have to find a, find a way to, to, um, you know, be best friends, you know, off the field, but literally try to destroy each other on the field and in practice and, and kind of how you go about doing that and, and kind of fostering that competitive cauldron. And um, the competitive program, like yes, <laughs> it, it's a great. It's a, and then there's another one. Pat, as if I had a, a close second, is um, Pat Williams had a has a book that 
It's called the, the ultimate coach's career manual. And, and basically he's asked every coach that you can possibly think of, Hey, what's, what's, what advice would you give to a young coach? Exactly what you asked me. Right. And it's got to, there has to be, you know, 300 coaches in there that have all, that have all answered that question. These are the things that these are and, the things. And have all, and have all been successful. Um, and, so do you have one parting, any parting words? I usually leave it up to the coach on the parting words. I will put all coaches contact stuff down below. So if you've got a six, four wing that can shoot, I'm sure coach will take your call. <laughs> Absolutely. If there's any, if after listening, if anybody has, has a player who they think would, would, who would help us and who would benefit being in, in um, you know, in our, in our program, then, we would absolutely love to love to hear from them, but I think I think it goes back to what you said, and 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 even if it's even if it's not us, you you know, coach it. Try to help your players find the best fit. There are a lot of great community college, junior college. There's a lot of great D three, D two coaches out there. Um, I don't I don't think don't you know would encourage people not to get too caught up onto the you know onto the level because. Um, happy's happy wins a win. Um, and I think that, I think that, um, you can be happy and successful and stuff, um, at lower levels. I do too. Thank you, coach. I really, this was so much fun. What a great way to end a Sunday. I thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it. I don't get to talk hoops a lot with somebody who's, who's won as much as you have and, and all that. So, you oh are. yeah. Well, well, I've said this. There's two types of coaches: coaches with players and ex-coaches. So you know, I've been very blessed in my career. Great, great, oh. great community. But thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, you ever have anybody cancel or need somebody else? Yeah, give me a call. I'd I will. I will. Hey, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like. Um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, Steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.